Hey, sports fans, Coach Nick here, and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown live show coming at you after the Heat just fell apart, or that sorry, the Celtics completely demolished the Heat in Game 5 in the Garden. Um, I am joined today by my friend Ben Guest, who's a basketball coach as well, and has been part of the uh, podcast, you might have heard his voice uh, later. Ben, how are you doing? Great, great game. Was it? Not so great game, but Eh. interesting series. Well, we'll find out more about that as we get into this conversation. With Combo, as always, being joined uh, remotely over in New York. Combo, what's going on, my man? Excited to have Ben on the show, man. How are you guys? How are you, Ben? How are you, Coach Nick? Uh, we're good. good. We're good. I, I exposed Ben to a one of my favorite restaurants for halftime uh, and it got some good food from there. Uh, right. That was a good experience. Yeah, I was in a food coma for about 10 minutes. Ooh. <laughs> What'd you guys eat? What'd you guys eat? Uh, it was a hot vegetable and chicken udon uh bowl like you know thing there's vegetables and cabbage and uh chicken it's uh so you got the noodles right and then at the end and then coach nick did this on his own he got uh these green tea strawberry chocolate chip cookies that's oh what, that's what put the call oh he coach nick didn't mention that one yeah no i i had, <laughs> yeah. In fact, I, I had an extra one but the, but the wife's gonna want to eat that one too bad because i really really you know can't stop eating them but Let's um, I, I don't like blowouts. If you didn't figure that out, I don't care really who wins and who loses. Obviously, more games is kind of better for business in theory for me. So it's like it's not like I'm cheering against the Celtics or anything. Uh, I just I, I had said this before. I was really just hoping to have a weekend. This weekend was going to be out of town. I had to go somewhere. And now I got to deal with like the game, which I'm not going to be able to watch. I have uh, have to be at an event on Saturday at exactly the time that the game starts. So. Uh, but either way, uh, you know, more basketball is good, but what'd you, what'd you make of this combo of, of what happened, uh, I guess to start the game and, and how it never really uh, changed. I think it all starts with defense when it comes to the Celtics over the last three halves, they've been contesting shots at a way higher level. And on the, the other thing I look at is the rebounding. Like they're just more active. They look more athletic. They look bigger. They look more talented. We always knew this team was more talented, but now it's really started to show especially in these last three halves. And it kind of looks scary for the Heat right now, even though they got two games to win one. It does. Well, you know, we can't discount the absence of uh, Gabe Vincent, right? He really helps them, you know, get organized and run their offense well, you know, and and, and those kind of things. And you lose a player like that, it does shift everything and get everything thrown off. So that was definitely something. Um the video I did for today, if you didn't see it, seemed to cause a bit of a firestorm uh, from Jimmy Butler fans because I made the observation from game four uh, and then looked back in game three, two, one, where you saw that he doesn't even look at the basket when um, Tatum is guarding him. And so they constantly search for better matchups, which is fine. I totally get it because that, if you're looking at a guy that should be able to defend uh, Butler the best, it's a long, athletic, strong guy like Tatum. So, you know, so he, you, don't, you don't want to do that. I get it. Uh, it was just startling that he doesn't even look at the basket. He literally is like looking anywhere else or like calling somebody over, please screen and whatever. It just is interesting. So um, meanwhile, I was like, okay, what's going to happen in this game? Because I think Jimmy Butler might have seen this. because He got tagged, I would say, 150 times today on Twitter with my video. Uh, and, and I'm like, oh, no, I hope he doesn't know where I live. But so there was two ways that this can go. Either he would light them up for like 55 points and show everybody he's not afraid of uh, Jason Tatum or uh, Jason Tatum would end up, you know, he'd go at him finally and Jason Tatum would either get scored on or he'd defend. Well, we saw a couple times he actually did. Did you see that combo? Did you notice that? He went at at uh, Tatum. Yeah, I mean, he probably did see it. I don't think you have anything to worry about. I don't think Jimmy Butler's showing up at, at your house, Coach Nick. 
Um, I would say I don't think Jimmy Butler is scared of any basketball player. I don't think most NBA players are scared of any basketball player, but especially Jimmy Butler, Coach Nick. I thought I the video you. was amazing. I thought the video was amazing, um, but I oh, do have to disagree with you on that point because, no, th this is why. If you watch Heat games, like, he does this. Like, this is what he does. I know he hasn't been doing it in the playoffs, but Jimmy Butler, he doesn't really care about scoring. He just does it when he has to. And, like, there's a bunch of regular season Heat games that he actually plays just like this, and then he turns yeah. it up in the playoffs. So I don't think he's scared of Tatum, but, you know, We'll see what develops the rest of the series. We'll see if he'll go off next game. Well, when you say he plays like this, like kind of disengaged and unaggressive yes. and weird kind of turnover stuff too. I mean, that's not the judge they need. Yeah, I agree with you, but he just he they kind of win games and he does what he has to do and he almost rather other people score the basketball. And yeah. that happens a lot in the regular season. He like this this guy could average, he'd probably be tired by the regular uh, the end of the regular season, but he could average over 30 if he wanted to. I'm confident in that. You know? Yeah, okay. Ben, what are your thoughts? Yeah, we talked about this before the game when once it was announced that Vincent was out, I was saying I think it would be a good idea to start Jimmy at the point, keep Lowry coming off the bench, and start Martin, who's just been on a heater all playoffs. Because kind of like what Combo's saying, I mean, Jimmy is good at all facets of the game. And so if he's disengaged with his scoring, which he only took 10 shots tonight, you know, then maybe he picks it up. Um, with his assists and playmaking. But that didn't happen. They started Lowry. Lowry's two of six with four turnovers. I think the story of the game is is turnovers. If you look at the team stats, they're all pretty equal except turnovers. Miami Heat had 16 turnovers to Boston's nine. Six turnovers from Bam. I'm sure we'll talk about Bam in a minute. Four turnovers from Lowry. And Celtics were just hitting their shots, hitting their threes. Yeah, and before we go any further, let's uh, tell everybody that if you're out there and you want our uh, question answered, the best way to do that is with the Super Chat over on YouTube. Uh, it really helps us keep the show going, and we'll give you some a lot of love and put you on the screen and talk to you about this. So uh, we have our first one. Let's bring it up here now from Joe B. Thank you so much, Joe B. And then there's more. There's uh, Tsurugi Azukino. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, remember how Boston was struggling from deep in Game 3. The way they were shooting it tonight compared to Game 3 is night and day. Without question. Now, remember the second half of uh, actually, that's not exactly accurate. They they shot actually pretty pretty okay in game. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of game four. Game three, you're right. Terrible. Game four, they were better. There was an indication that the Celtics were going to maybe re regress back to the mean, which is shoot better than they were because they were so bad in the first few games. Um, but I gotta tell you, this was a blitzkrieg. I mean, I this was insane what we saw tonight. The ball. And, and you could sense, remember we talked about this before in the, in the last show uh, about how you need to be in a certain frame of mind to be able to shoot well from three and then it's contagious. And then the opposite is also true where when you get uh, emotionally um, disquieted, what's the word I'm looking for? Emotionally uh, unbalanced. Tight. It gets contagious too. The team can go that way and now you're just, you're just shot putting and you're not smooth and they're shots. So you can't make threes. This was the thing that you can tell the crowd was feeding off of it. Right. And they were all just sort of like when it missed, it was a shock. You know what I mean? Social contagion is a real thing, Coach Nick. I think we talked about that before, but you're absolutely right. Um, the way they shot the basketball was just phenomenal. That's how, I mean, like, they always say it, make or miss league, right? And that's, that's really how it is. Like, if you're knocking down threes, and you talk about this all the time, if one team hits a lot more threes than the other team, it gives them a tremendous chance to win no matter what else is happening. Yeah, and tonight was the Heat hit nine. And by the way, the Heat went nine for 23, 39%. That's, that's good. And, but the, uh, the Celtics hit 16. 
and went for, uh, out of 39 for 41 percent. So, um, you know, they were and, and they were probably even hotter. We'll have to in a minute. I'll reload the box score when I can isolate just the first half. They had to be even hotter than that, like earlier on, too, where they hit like a whole bunch. And it was like, you know, they got them a big lead. Yeah. I, I got a question for you guys. After Caleb Martin's knee buckled, did you see a difference in the way he was playing? Because I couldn't really figure it out if he was hurt or not. Wait, when did he? When did his knee buckle? When did his knee first buckle? half? He first half he drove in the lane. There was like three people guarding him. Yeah, and then his knee buckled. He went to the floor. Huh. Yeah. You know, we were behind a little bit, so we were kind of skipping through on some of the pauses. So I, I almost gotcha. feel like I didn't even see it. Yeah, and it he, looked pretty bad. I mean, I'm a knee surgery guy. Like, I've been through a lot of them. So maybe it uh, it hits me harder yeah. than other people. But it looked pretty bad, in my opinion. And did you see that him? Was he affected afterwards of the movement? I was trying to figure it out. Like, he made some physical drives, but he didn't look quite as shifty, in my opinion. And yeah. he's he's actually been like really shifty throughout this playoffs. Like he's oh yeah, he's been I mean, remember the yeah. first half of Game Four, he was better than Tatum. He was really like just killing him, and yeah. it looked great. Um, and as he develops more confidence, he seems like he's you know playing better because again, he was he was playing over his head. He might still be playing over his head. So the question for the Heat are is like, is Gabe Vincent and you know if he comes back and he's healthy and um, and Martin, are, if these guys kind of you know, come back to playing within what they normally do. And the Celtics start to actually make some threes. Do they come back from three Oh and win the series? It's, it's, it's certainly a possibility, even though uh, obviously here's my, I guess my prediction would be, this is a must win game for Miami now in at home. If they don't win this one, I really feel like going back. First of all, you have to favor the home team in the game seven. Anyway, they have all the momentum. Um, so you, you'd have to kind of treat it that way. Um, I don't know. If yeah. you, I don't know if you can say it's a must win. But I mean, you definitely mm. lost him for game seven. But to Combo's point, Jimmy Butler doesn't fear anything or anybody. So even in a game seven, Jimmy Butler, I'm sure, will ball out. But Caleb Martin was shooting 57%. And I think he had his first shot when he came in, but he finished the game five of 12. So, so maybe the knee buckling did affect mm-hmm. his game. He definitely was much less productive and efficient than he has been the rest of the postseason. So you have to wonder what happened at halftime of Game 4. If you compare the box scores from the first half to the second half, you'll see a complete and utter turnaround from the Celtics. And you have to wonder what happened in that locker room to improve their fortunes so much. Sometimes it's as simple as getting proper hydration and nutrition, which is exactly what you'll get with Factor. They'll deliver fresh, never-frozen, dietitian approved meals right to your door. I've got experience with this sort of thing, and let me tell you, Factor's meals are the best I've ever tasted and the absolute easiest to prepare. Literally put their tray in the microwave for two minutes and eat. This turkey, chili, and zucchini was terrific, and I love that there's no mess once you're finished. Meal plans range from 4 to 18 meals per week with choices like keto, calorie smart, chef's choice, and vegan and veggie. These meals are so much better than ordering in, plus they're healthy, filling, and make life so much easier for me. I can enjoy a garlic and herb chicken breast during halftime of Game 5 and won't miss any of the action. Head to Factor75.com or click the link below and use code BBALLBREAKDOWN50 to get 50% off your first Factor box. I really think Brown and Tatum must have heated up some Factor meals during halftime in Game 4. And while I also loved HelloFresh's meals in the past, Factor is now owned by them and gives you even more excellent choices for fresh, great-tasting meals delivered right to your door with my special code BBALLBREAKDOWN50. Great point. We have another super chat to get to, so we have a few actually. So thank you so much uh, for uh, Joe on that one. And Dirk, 
Thank you. My goodness. I, I don't even know what A is. What would A be? It's not Australia. Is it? I don't even remember. But someone told me what A means because um, it's a dollar sign. So anyhow, very, very generous. Thank you so much. You know what, YouTube, you got to change this and, and give us the name of the currency when we get this. So, But thank you, Dirk. Every game the Celtics play like that after going 0-3 gets me angry with these a-holes. Suddenly they can they can play with effort and purpose. What gives? Ugh, I'm upset still. Well, listen, you you got to be happy if you're a Celtics fan. Like you got to you know take the wins where you get them. But I I hear you because it was frustrating, right? The Heat defense and we kept showing this. They were coming so far off of the men uh, on the weak side and uh, like even one pass away because they felt like the Celtics weren't going to hit those shots. The problem, though, with the Heat is that they made them in the game four. So they needed, in my mind, they needed to adjust for game five, and they didn't. They kept coming way up and getting way out of position, and these were easy practice shots that they had been missing in games one and two or not even throwing to them in the corners, and then they hit them. That's that's pretty much the difference here. Um, you can't give a professional team you know, that many opportunities, I would think. I think eventually they're going to start hitting, especially in a seven-game series. What do you yes. guys feel they could do to be better on the boards next game? And I'm talking about the Miami Heat. It's tough because outside of Bam, who do they have? I think, I mean, one of my notes in the game is I don't know that Kevin Love is playable. Um, and that's your other, you know, in theory, that's your other big rebounder. But he's just, you know, age is caught up and he's just a step slow on any kind of defensive switch. It looked worse than usual today. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He looked like he was moving in glue well it looks yeah. worse than usual if he's not hitting like threes and sort of caught being that guy who's you know balancing him out on the other end yeah he was two for seven over one from three he wasn't getting threes he wasn't making them um and that's the real litmus test for him he's got to be making them it brings the defense out it gets some better spacing uh and, and to, to hide or to balance out the, the defensive issues so yeah they, i mean they're just they're really really shorthanded and without you know gabe vincent it's really tough um they actually got some decent minutes from zeller Right, like he. Oh, he, they got. Except for that one. Yeah, they got decent. They they got decent minutes from Zeller, from Duncan Robinson, from Highsmith. I mean, that's tough to do. Like to not play the entire playoffs and come in and knock down shots like that. That mm-hmm. is not an easy feat. So kudos to him. Yeah. Yeah. Robinson was balling out, but to to um, Dirk's question, to Combo's point earlier about it's a make or miss league. To your point, Coach, the the only difference in the game is the Celtics were hitting their threes. And I think it was Grant Williams a few games ago said, look, when we hit our threes, the offense looks great. When we don't hit our threes, the offense looks terrible. And that's what it is. It's a make or miss league. And the Celtics made them tonight. If you look at the team numbers, they're almost exactly the same across the board. Miami Heat shot 51%. Celtics shot 51%. Uh, 39% from three, 41% from three. Rebounds about the same. The only differences are the turnovers Mm -hmm. and the Celtics hit 16 threes to the Miami Heat's nine threes. That's and, the ball game. And one thing about the threes, the energy jolts, right? The, the crowd gets into it. The, the, the team yeah. likes each other a lot better. They get more ev- They get more uh, energy on the defensive end. Like that was clearly, they were energized on that end, which they hadn't been. And it makes a coach look so much better, right? Missoula right. is like a great right. coach tonight when they just nail those threes. Everything else sort of fits together off of that. And that's, that's the nature of the game these days. Um, and, and we'll have to find out. I mean, listen, the, the Heat could get hot just like that in home in game six and end the series right there. Because here's the thing. The Heat played poorly enough that they probably should have been beaten by 30, and it should have been 25, like, for most of that second half. But they kept, like, you know, hanging around sort of. And I, mean, I couldn't quite understand that because they really felt that bad. The turnovers were terrible. 
Now we have to get into the, one more thing, so we know what we're going to talk about. But let's get yeah. some more super chats real quick before it gets too late in the in the uh, in the show here. But again, thank you guys. These are yeah, great questions. Yeah, absolutely, always. Uh, the BD Scott, thank you so much. Will Boston be the first to come back from 03 and win a series? I give them as much uh, possibility as anybody we've ever had yeah. in the history. You know what I mean? This is a, this is a, a good opportunity. A because they, there's some injuries going on with the Heat. Uh, and B, there's some regression to the mean. What do you think, Combo? Is this something that they can, they can actually pull off? I do because I said it all along. The Heat are at a talent deficit when it comes to a lot of other teams in the playoffs. I just think they have the best coaching staff. But now there's pressure on the coaching staff and the team at a very high level. I mean, it's only two games here, so we'll see what develops. I wonder what the conversation will be around Spo, like if this does go to game seven, you know, because then there's a chance he could lose four in a row. Wow. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, listen, would, it, would Gabe Vincent have done much? Like, I, again, it's really unclear. I mean, I can even remember when I was coaching at the high school level and, you know, I had a guard who was kind of like Gabe Vincent, actually. Um, and he had to go to, like, SAT, take an SAT on a Sunday uh, game we had in the tournament. And it was, like, the first time he hadn't played that year. And we it, same thing happened. And I remember turning to him when he came back the next day and like, can you let me know that we're going to get destroyed when you don't play next time? So maybe we can do something with the schedule because, uh, you know, I had no idea. But the point being that you take out your guard, who is like a steady influence and a guy that can handle the ball well, uh, you're going to get turnovers probably. You're going to get all, you know, players in different roles in your offense all of a sudden suddenly shifted that way. And uh, it really – they were uncomfortable without question offensively. But Jimmy has got to be better. I mean, you know, uh, he did go at – we said we, he did go at Tatum a little bit. Um, and, and probably in response to me. So thanks, Jimmy. And Jimmy, I love you, Jimmy. I, I really love you. I think yeah, I've always I, – I spotted him like the first game he played for the Bulls. Like I knew this guy was serious. Um, and so, you know, nothing against you. It was just like, you know, and that, that was great. It would have been awesome to see him actually go at Tatum and, and be successful. My memory is I, I know one of them he did. He, it did not go well at all for Jimmy, but not much did tonight. And on the, yeah. on the numbers real quick for the series – 150 t- times a team has been down 0-3. 11 times it's gone to game six, which this series is now going to game six. So they're already in the top whatever ninth percentile that is, eighth percentile of How teams. many go to seven? How many go to seven? Do you know? I know no team won, but has it, has it I think gone it to was, seven? I think it was, it was either five or three. They ran the graphic uh, during the and game. They all, and they all lost, obviously. They all right? lost. It was five. Yeah. Maybe 11 went to game six and three went to game seven. So crazy, but I a hundred percent agree with combo. If any team's going to do it, it's this team. Yeah, for sure. We'll get another super chat. Let's go to Jason Kelly, friend of the breakdown. Jason, thank you so much. Uh, Joker being the best is rough for the NBA because he won't, he he won't market himself and great for basketball junkies. Rough for casuals, casuals drive market. It's a really, really great point. Right. So we, and by my judgment, you can't put Jokic as a superstar because he doesn't have the endorsement factor, which you kind of need to be the superstar, right? You could be, all NBA and, and all-star and MVP, all that stuff. But the superstar status always has been for me. You got to be able to have that commercial appeal as well, which is why Kawhi was almost like, you know, kind of borderline for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why another reason why you could put Russ as a superstar, because his commercials were so damn good. Remember those ones he did with um, um, Mountain Dew? You don't yeah. remember the Russ yeah. Mountain Dew? Oh my God. Remember those uh, combo where uh, yeah. like you drink it and you all of a sudden have like the crazy fat shirt on that was really ugly looking. Remember that? And then Russ would have to like respond like, yeah. like yeah, that, that ain't it, bro. Whatever you say, it was hilarious. I loved it. Or the ones where he's sliding across the, the concrete, yeah. you know, in that pose. No? All right. Anyway, so those are great for Russ. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Jokic, um, 
you know, it would be nice for him to do some think pieces and have some people spotlight him and maybe come on my show and break some stuff down. Well, maybe we'll make that happen. What do you think, Combo? I think that's a great idea. I think with Jokic, it's almost like the Tim Duncan, even Dirk a little bit, and you mentioned Kawhi. I think those guys are so good that even though they're not marketable, they defy the odds and they're still a superstar in their own right. Just because, just from how good they are at basketball. Like, it's hard to say Tim Duncan wasn't a superstar, but I do see what you're saying from like a marketability standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. And that's too bad because you're right. I, I, I'm worried by the ratings, the ratings for the finals. Uh, if it's not the Celtics, I mean, the Celtics should help, but I, I don't know about you, but the Celtics aren't, I don't get like a ton of views generally on my Celtics videos. It's like, there seems to be either they all hate me or there's just like, you know, there's enthusiasm from a smaller group, you know, but it's, it doesn't compare to like the Warriors, or the Lakers. Um, I'm trying to think of any other teams that are up there, but what's um, the third team after the Warriors and Lakers? The it, it, you know what? I, I mean, think, I, 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 I think, Celtics, yeah, I think because you live on the West coast, I think you get more traction on the West coast. I noticed that when I do Nick's podcast, there's like a lot of traction with like Nick stuff on YouTube. Right? Maybe the time you put it out. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I played like, the like, first time and now we're, you know, going on 12 years. You know what? The Celtics actually might be up there, but I don't think they're the third. They're, they might be like top five. So, um, you know, so it will have to, I mean, we'll see. Maybe, maybe my channel doesn't mirror like the overall NBA sphere. We'll see. Like, like when I, when I went on the Kings radio show, like, people in the comments knew me for b-ball breakdown and i felt that it was more like that because it was a west coast team interesting interesting all right well so there the you things. go yeah um yeah it's uh it's a interesting market and by the way i'm worried because again i think we mentioned this before if you look at some of the commercials that are airing i haven't i haven't paid attention to it as much in the west in the conference finals but the the round before we were seeing some really low budget commercials that were airing in the middle of national you know games and that's not a good sign because you have to imagine that their budgets for the, for ad buys is not as high as Ford, right? You know what I mean? And they can't get those bigger guys to buy uh, ad spots and what's going on here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I, I can't even picture like a, a, a car commercial in the middle of an NBA game. Uh, maybe right. the finals will see it, but um, that's usually like the, the, you know, that's how you know you're like in the Super Bowl of, of, uh, of events. Do you guys have Joker as the best player in the league? Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I, I had Luca for a while, but I, I can't hold on to that anymore. Yeah, I, I have Jokic as the best. Yeah, I mean, I could go with that. I mean, it, 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 the usual suspects, and they're all none of them are American, right? Giannis, Jokic, Luca. Um, who who else gets in that conversation? Jimmy, Jimmy Tatum. SGA. Jimmy's a tier above Tatum. S- it's SGA? a hard because Jimmy, we're talking about. We're yeah, talking no. about playoff Jimmy. Playoffs. All right, so yeah. What, playoff, what do you what What do you guys think about SGA in that mix? Too he's early. about to be there. Yeah. I, I yeah. you know, he I needs more hype. Enough. Really? Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's and the crazy and, and he's not American either. Oh, he's not? Canadian. Oh. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Forgot about that. He's so Canadian. That, What's that, the so, water in Canada? So I wow. think like I think him and Anthony Edwards have great chances to like take on some MVPs in the future. So it'll be interested if he'll go to the American side or the international yeah. side. But I mean, well, Jokic is gonna Jokic, Giannis, and B, they'll be around for a while too. So. Actually, yeah. the, the guy I would put in, in the similar vein to SGA for me, I put him above SGA is Halliburton. I think Halliburton. Wow, is- oh, I love Halliburton. That's interesting. I mean, I, I've been a Halliburton guy since Iowa State. Was really high on him. Thought the Knicks should have drafted him. But SGA is just different. But Halliburton got like elite feel for basketball. That's what he has. Like 
SGA is more elite, like cadence of his game, craftiness, yeah. junk, like Wiry. his game. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A little more athletic than Halliburton, but Halliburton right. makes everybody around him better more than SGA does. I'll give you yeah. that. And Halliburton's got a better, better jumper from deep. Um, he does. He does. It, even though it ain't, it ain't prettier, but it, it goes in more. So, uh, yeah. Well, let's go to the next uh, Super Chat. We got another one from Joe B. Thank you again. Uh, he's rapidly becoming a friend of the breakdown. Uh, last I checked, Kevin only played five minutes tonight. Um, I think he got more. Wait, is that what Butler? No, Love got 14. Yeah, so he had a, he got his couple runs. He only plays about that about 18. He might have missed one run where they got would he normally get him up. Did he start the second half? No, he didn't. Right? Didn't yeah. we know? Yeah, he did not start the second half. So who did then? Because Lowry was still in there. Uh, it was probably it was Martin. Robinson. Robinson was balling out. Or, Rob, or Martin. Mar- yeah. I think it was he Martin was. that started the second half. But that's um, but Combo mentioned Robinson earlier. Robinson was really, you know, why it wasn't a 30 point blowout. Robinson yeah, was he even, out going to the finish of the basket. Yeah, he, he attacked the rim. Nice closeout on the other side, then attacked the rim again. Like, that was big for them, but it just yeah. didn't mean anything. Well, and that dime he had to Zeller cutting, A, was a nice find. And then nice hands by Zeller in a close combat. He, he caught it and he finished. So yeah, I nice. wanted to make sure because Zeller, his minutes were so bad. Generally, I like they got to get it, you know, cut those. With, with, without checking, coach, how many assists did Duncan Robinson have? I I'm, I already saw. Okay. I just nine saw assists. No, I saw seven. I guess nine. Duncan on Robinson. Yeah. Coach Nick, did you see oh. Zeller dive on the floor? I know. I know you're not a fan of diving on the floor. I know. Wait, what? Who dove on the floor? Zeller. It was like it was actually like I think right before he made that layup. Or right after, maybe. All right. Wow. We're, do we watch the same game? I'm wondering. We, we we noticed when Zeller first got it got in, there was a pick and roll, with uh, yeah. and he just he he walked literally walked left Rob Williams walked to the other side, and it was just a dive to the basket. Well, it was yeah. a, well he he was uh, sinking or uh, containing on the left side of the well the right side of the floor. But the pick was kind of yeah. to the left, yeah. and he never even reacted or moved. And, and then Tatum <laughs> just, just goes right to the basket. Yeah, it was really bad. But other than that, he had that really nice shot fake dribble and then dunk uh, underneath the basket off, off of uh, you know that was good. And then uh, that other one from uh, Robinson. So again, that's Duncan Robinson. You know, dribble drive artist is gonna you know is, is short lived, I imagine. Um, but that's what happens when you chase the guy off the off the line like that. And again, we talked about this a number of times. It's so nice to see a guy like him have dribbling skills and have the ability to actually do that where, you know, we, the, the JJ Reddicks in the past and the Kyle Corvers had just simply did not have that skill. They were only going to be catch and shoot guys, maybe a dribble or shot, take one dribble and pull. Um, but now you got the Struces and you got the Robinsons who can, who are, you know, have some skills and it's great to see. I don't even look at Struce as a shooter. Like I think he's just a good all around player in general. Yeah. 100%. I hear you. Um, yeah. He looks like, kind of like the role of the shooter, but you're right. He handles the ball a lot, and he, he had a nice midi pull-up in game four. I can't picture anything tonight. Uh, and he's got kind of a high release point, too, sometimes, which is interesting to me, but he can get that to go in. I watch. Uh, I was in Vegas for Summer League. He put on a show. Like, he was just a hooper. Man, he, yeah. he was – he was Summer League Struess was different. That was like Bubble Murray. <laughs> are, you, are you doing Summer League this year, Combo? Yes, sir. I think I'm 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 getting some some feelers out there. I'm gonna I'm getting my schedule. I think I'm gonna we gotta do a live show. We gotta do a live show in person. Yeah, we'll have to look on the court and film some stuff too. Coach, yeah. let me ask you a question. So Robinson, right, finished with 18 points, nine assists, just playing a great game, and he was on the bench for months. So the mental side of that, I think we have to give him his props for for being able to come in after not playing for months. 
Absolutely. That's tough because you'd be sitting there, you're brooding, you're angry, you're, you know, whatever. But again, there's a culture there with the heat. You stay ready, you know, keep working on your game. I mean, heck, we've seen Spolstra get out there in, in, on individual instruction and actually work with the players directly, right? Yeah. And I, I would hope he can probably still do that in a way that that's the connection you'd need because I think that if you get buried in the bench, sometimes players probably don't even talk to the coach for a week or so. They probably feel so completely disjointed. But I, I know that Spolster does that at times, maybe he still does, is he'll get on the court with you and he'll rebound and he'll pass it to you. And you know what I mean? That's really important if you want that buy-in because the players feel like you're trying to help them get better, even if they're not getting the playing time they want. Uh, but I know Duncan Robinson a little bit, and um, he's, a, he's a pro. He's, yeah. you know, that's not going to bother him at all. He's going he's gonna to be ready. So uh, let's get to our next Super Chat. What do you say? Um, we have Barth, 3,400. Excuse me, I, I guess we're a little bit behind now. We have so many coming in, but let's, we'll get to this one and all the other ones soon. So stay tuned. Barth, 3,400. Thank you so much from Canada, you hoser. Uh, is it just me or has Lowry been unplayable lately? Uh, he was unplayable tonight. There's no question. Uh, it was weird. They came in and there's a mindset, right? They were kind of blitzed in the, in the beginning and you could tell they had the deer in the headlights feel. You know what I mean? And Lowry looked a step slow, just like love. You know, I wonder if this every other day cadence for the older players is starting to take a toll. What do you think, Kevo? Yeah, I mean, he's up and down. That's kind of how it goes when you get old. Some days you have it, some days you don't. And on those days you have it, you feel like you're going to have it every day, but then it's just not there. So, um, Are you younger than Lowry? How old is he? Uh, 35, 36, 35. I'm older. But I feel good every day. I'm combo. I'm different. <laughs> all right i was just thinking the last time i played competitive basketball and it's probably been like 10 years that's yeah, how sad too. it's been and yeah, uh, i play uh i play in the gym often but yeah no i was in the anymore. court yesterday working with the player and i came home and my achilles was like my right achilles was so sore <laughs> just from that i couldn't believe it. have you been have you been stretching no no and i you know i haven't gone to the stretch lab for a while either i go to my you know weekly stretch lab where they stretch the shit out of me and i kind of haven't done that either been too busy but uh yeah i gotta get back on that so uh that's my my state of is, play is kyle only 36 that's not even that old really in my opinion i mean it's getting there it's getting there and he's had you know he's played a lot of games but you know and he's yeah. not like the most um athletic athletic but i don't know if he how much how well he takes care of himself either right he tends to be a little bit on the heavy side a lot of the times. And he looks heavy, doesn't he? Uh, you know, so, uh, a source told me that he he's like one of the only guys that doesn't have those clauses in his uh, uh, in his contract. I was wondering because I was like, why? He, 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 was, he didn't want those. And yeah. I guess they, they allowed that. Yeah. Well, I guess good for them. Uh, and what's up, Martin? Good to see you in the comments. Always great to see you out there. Uh, Joe B is, is a superstar tonight. Right. He's a superstar. We'll give him the superstar status. Thank you so much, Joe B. Do you see Spo putting more focus on running Boston off the three-point line next game? So, yes. I mean, if they don't, then I, I'm going to have to discount Spo's coaching ability a little bit because it's not even like running off the three-point line. They have to stop uh, help overhelping. They, they are pushing up off the corners so far, especially in that first half. There's a couple of those corner threes for the guys. They were, like, just out of position where they didn't need to be. Um, and I, and I, it worked for three games, but not anymore. And, like, I guess you could – wait and see if it's going to go back to game one, two, and three. But I don't think so at this point. I think that they've they've found something here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, we talked about this versus the Knicks. Like, they didn't have to run people off the line, but it didn't matter. Right. right. 
Yeah. This is interesting. So we had a super chat, by the way, uh, that's the same question as we just answered. And I still see it here, but it looks like it's message retracted. But like, can I put it up? We're going to give them love anyway. I don't know if it's still there or not, but let's give um, – and thank you, Joe, for the other question. But Walk 3 listen, he wants to know Kyle Lowry unplayable at this point. That he had no more playmaking guards with Hero, Oladipo, Vincent, all gone during game five. So we might as well give you uh, – you know, answer that question. Um, you know, uh, again, anything else about Lowry? Uh, could he come back and actually give him some good minutes? We've seen him play better in the series, right? Yeah, he played fine in, uh, in game – I think I think it was other series too. He had some big games, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. He looked yeah. terrific uh, in some of those series. Really, like saved them. I think Butler went down uh, in remember in game one of whatever series that was, and he I saved think it was in the fourth quarter. Two versus two versus the Knicks, I think. Right? Yeah. Two versus so the Knicks. I, I would expect him to, to rebound. I, so especially at home. So they'll take a plane home tonight, uh, bathe in the shores of the you know Atlantic Minnetonka? Ocean. Minnetonka. Yeah. Oh, look at you! I didn't, I didn't think you saw I that like movie. That. Whoa, th- he doesn't think- know any movies, he doesn't know any TV, and he's pulling Purple Rain on us? What? I think uh, I think I got it from Dave Chappelle. I think he talked about oh, it. Yeah, okay. the, the, the Lake of Minnetonka. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, well, that's the real ones know yes. that. All Apollonia. Right. Yeah. Old heads know. Yeah, Apollonia. Well, okay, who would you like better, Apollonia, Apollonia and Purple Rain? Let's just say Rosario Dawson. Yeah, exactly, and he got game. We got to have a, a, Rosario. Whole, a whole show about that. Okay. Um, all right. Let's. So, thank you so much, P. Walk, uh, for the uh, the message. Now we have another guest. Let's bring in uh, Chris. What's up, my man? Uh oh. Are you muted? I'm not muting you, but maybe you muted yourself. Or get that mic going, man. Get those AirPods moving. Um, either way, this is good. We got other people we can talk to. He'll figure it out. But we don't hear you. Maybe you can hear us. But we don't hear you. So make it happen, Captain. Um, my my last point about Lowry, which I mentioned earlier. I'm curious to see because I think Lowry off the bench is a better look. Yeah. Um, so either Vincent's back or I would start Martin and play Jimmy at the point. Uh, I, I I wouldn't be uh, upset at that. I think that there is some sort of alchemy going on with uh, with Lowry and the bench. You're right. The game gets going. He can kind of observe, see where the rhythms are, and then get in there and, and find his niche. Wow. What the heck is that? I don't know. That's interesting. Can you guys hear me now? Oh, there you yes, are. Sir. We can hear you. All, All right. right. That was ESPN's website. Just suddenly starting to play music. Always good to know. Like you know, uh, we have another super chat here from uh, Jared Cusio. There doesn't seem to be a question, but uh, it's your first super chat, so maybe he's just saying hi. Thank you so much, Jared. I really appreciate it. And if I oh here we'll give he's there's a the question is below that, so I'll kind of read it out here. No, you don't see it on the screen. Uh, he says, "Can you explain why?" the Celtics continue to unnecessarily switch so much in the pick and roll. I wish I could explain that uh, in the video I did for today. You could see like, you know, cause here's the thing with Jimmy, he's not a threat from the three point line. When they set those high ball screens, you should just be able to go underneath and not have to switch. And then Tatum can stay on them the whole time. It is mind boggling. And um, it's what the, the little birdie told me today that that's the coaching staff. That's what they want him to do. They want him to switch. I don't. I can't explain. Anybody have another explanation? Little birdies are always right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. does anyone want to argue with me and tell me that they, they need to keep switching because that's the way they, you know, some sort of keep keep it consistent? Yeah. I guess it worked but today. That's just like, yeah, that's the league though. Everyone just needlessly switches when they really don't have to. That's what I see. Or they go drop. I feel like a lot of teams. Do. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's 
it's, right? it doesn't make any sense to me. All right, I'll put this one up for him so we can see that one. So thank you, Jared, so much for the super chat. Um, it's his first one, so he's no more. He's no longer a rookie. Um, that, but that, that yeah, is, that's a baffling decision. There's an even greater baffling decision. Ooh. that Nick and I were, were talking about, but maybe let's see if anybody gets it in the chat. There was a baffling decision on Miami's part that they went to repeatedly that was yeah. did and not yield results at all, except for- Was Patrick. it the posting up of BAM? Yeah, if you're following me on Twitter. Oh, so you, oh, you're oh you supposed mm-hmm. to let the audience figure that out, Chris. Come on oh, now. My bad. My, my bad. Uh, that was the spoiler, but yes. I tweeted out at one point, because I think the first like four possessions, they're going to they go into BAM in the post. Now, Bam's post game has always been suboptimal. He does, and part of the big problem is if you watch him, his footwork is is terrible in the sense that he gets uh, so wide in his stances that like his knees cave in and he's off balance all the time. If you notice that, his legs are kind of small, I think as well. I feel like relative to his body, he's got mm. thin legs, but he gets so outside of the cylinder. I had one from Game Four that I shared with somebody on a, on a text because. It was like I couldn't understand how he didn't like to snap his ankle because there was so much uh, torque on it. The way he planted it was like five feet in front of him. It's horrible. So he needs to fix his he needs to get band work and really fix his uh, the, the size of his steps because he gets so out of control. But uh, I tweeted out saying if he if they post him up one more time, I'm going to lose my 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 mind. And then they went to it again, like four or five times in a row again, whatever it was. This is not – and by the way, then finally what they did do, which was right, was a two-man game with him and Robinson. And it could have been a two-man game with him and Lowry. Throw it to him, follow it. He hands it back. They get in the air. They, they know those little uh, pocket passes for him rolling. Why? Where are that? Why won't they do that? It, it was insane what they were doing offensively. And, I, and that's a Spolster thing too. He needed to be able to get them organized and figure that out. That's six turnovers. And Bam is only 6'9". So with that wide stance – He's just making himself six, seven, or six, eight. He can't jump and power up over anybody like that. So it makes all of it even more awkward. And yeah, he used to have a wide. And Beat used to have a wider stance. Do you guys remember that? I used mm. to feel like that's why he was getting hurt. Yeah, mm. and falling. Maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that. I can picture that a little bit in my mind's eye. Chris. No, I was gonna say, uh, Bam. I think they were switching a lot since they were. Celtics were switching a lot on those on those pick and rolls with Jimmy and Bam. Um, Jimmy was feeding Bam, and he was trying to attack the the mismatch, and he just kept turning it over because the Celtics were they were helping a lot, getting active hands and, and hitting the ball away. A lot of dives, the ball was getting loose. People were diving on the floor, stuff like that. And you have to understand, a turnover on a post up is like one and a half turnovers, really, because if you're going to mm. enter the post and get the ball down there. Like you, you need to get a shot off. Like there, there's turning the ball over down there is not an option. Even if it's not like a pick six because it's closer to your basket, it's like if you're gonna get it down there, you get the shot off at the very least. Now that problem with that is that uh, Bam isn't really great at finishing anyway, so it's not like it's a turnover, but it's not usually a very good shot. And I can't, I just couldn't understand why they thought that would have been, you know, on the road. Uh, the crowd is, is is amped up. It's like, what what are you doing? This is not it. Get him in the high post. Get them sprinting around for handoffs and all those looks. It was weird that that didn't happen. And if I get the video done tomorrow before I have to go on, on the road, uh, like I probably would spot like that. So, I, but here's a question: Are we taking uh, the um, the uh, what's what I call it? The the uh, are we not giving enough credit to the Celtics uh, for what they were doing? You know, uh, to take them out of that. In my mind, it, it, it's not the Celtics that did anything that had to not run that action, right? 
you know, it's like run the action, do it. But they don't even they didn't even go to it. And they were doing this other weird decisions. I, I can't really I, I don't know. Is Was it the Celtics, you know, somehow pressuring them into getting so crazy they couldn't run their offense? It was part of it. There was a lot more defensive intensity, but I also feel like Bam always had an issue with not wanting to be like a rim roller. He got, he want he wants to post up. He wants to kind of take like those star shots in the mid range. He wants to initiate offense, kind of like a Draymond ish type player, Jokic. But he never just sets screens and rolls. And that would people talk about spacing around the perimeter and vertical lob threats, but another way to space is actually just rolling hard to the rim, and he really doesn't like to do that. And he has all the talent and abilities to be great at that. Right. And rolling hard to the rim opens up corner threes. Yes. Speaking uh, of the lob, Coach, you pointed out an interesting lob pass tonight. I did. I did. When's the last time you guys saw a lob, a baseline lob, over the rim that they threw? To was that a miss Dwight? shot? Was, was that a miss shot, or was that really a lob? It was a pass. I think yeah, it was a yeah. pass. It looked like that's what he wanted, and Rob Williams is there, you know. And they, But, uh, again, had you seen I, – I, I don't think I've ever – maybe I've never seen that. Have you guys? Never? No, I don't think so. I mean, baseline, it's not no. – that <laughs> it's, a tough, it's a tough pass too. yeah you got it in the way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the guy's got to know when he's ready i mean you know granted at least he's facing you right he's not like moving and running at least for that one he was standstill so it's maybe a little easier but um i i can't picture that at all and uh and you know kudos it, it, i mean that's by the way and that must be the indication of how well the celtics were moving together and playing well together that they could even do something crazy like that um but that said there were moments when the celtics you know looked a little bit ragged too uh, and we still see some of the stuff that some of the turnover things, not in volume, uh, that they struggle with that you really shouldn't see at this level. Um, so both these teams have a little bit of something. That's why you were thinking that, you know, it's not it's, – I, I kept saying it was over I, – I thought the game was over in the third quarter when it started, basically the second half started. It really just felt like it was over. You were saying there's a lot of time left. It can happen. We know the Celtics could do this and, and maybe fall apart a little bit. Um, and that is true, and we've seen it. But, um, it, you know, there are times when you just know it's, it's, not, it's not the heat tonight. They never felt the pressure. They never really felt the pressure of having their backs against the wall in an elimination game, right? It just felt like, you know, the Celts had the the rain the whole way. Yeah. Once that first three went down, uh, you know, it was and the crowd got into it. Because again, the crowd's really important. We have we can't underestimate that. And they're really loud, I think. Has anyone ever been to the garden? Whatever they call it? T D North. I've been Is to the garden. I've been to, no. I've been to the real garden. Oh, I, I wish, I wish, but I've been the Chicago stadium. I played, I played, I played in the garden. Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about Madison square garden, not uh, the yeah. original garden in Boston. Oh, real... <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, that's a Mecca, man. We'll have to go to a Knicks game next time I'm in New York. Cause I love going there. Definitely. Um, Definitely. All right. We got this another super chats. Thank you so much. Uh, everybody. J, uh, Jade race. We've seen teams go up three Oh before, but this feels different. Like the Celtics have taken control of the series. If they can keep hitting shots. I mean, it's a big if yes. Um, and I don't know if it feels different or not. Um, the three, because a lot of times if it's 3-0, like maybe what we saw with the Lakers in Denver, a couple of those games were close, right? And they really kind of yeah. could have gone either way, a couple plays here or there. So you can kind of feel like, yeah, maybe they'll get one, and that kind of breaks the ice. This, though, um, I don't know. It felt like the self – okay, let's – let me call it up again for the first four because I know that there was at least – oh, yeah, there was a huge blowout in game three. So that's something. Um, what else? Um, game, game one was close. Game one and two were close. Yeah. So, you know, that, if you were a Celtics fan, you'd probably say something like that, right? So game one was uh, by seven, and it was kind of close, sort of. Uh, game two was by six, and that was, you know, yeah. Um, and then the, the game three debacle. 
Uh, and then, the, but then the game four debacle in the other way. So they both each they each have a oh, now. Sorry, the Celtics have two blowouts now to the to the Heat's one. So yeah, it doesn't. It definitely feels like there's something going on here where when we talk about this, it could easily get to seven games. And at that point, you know, you can't pick against the home team. It, it, they win seventy plus percent of the time. I think the Heat will win the next one. I, I, I yeah, probably. I ain't gonna watch it live, so I won't know until afterwards. But that sounds. <laughs> Um, you'll probably see it on you'll probably see it on twitter yeah right mm-hmm. oh I'll, you know, I'll probably like pop out the phone and watch maybe a minute on the on the league pass if i can but uh but thank you so much jade for that one and we have another one flambo flambo one two three uh who do you think is the best coach for the bucks and why and would portland be desperate enough to go after chris milton and sign and trade that's interesting uh let's let me i'll answer the first one the, uh, we, it's down to nurse and uh kenny right we talked about this in the last show right uh combo I think I had said, I think Kenny is a pretty good fit there. Um, he's out of the box. Are they the finalists? They're both out of the box. Yeah, they're both out of no, the I'm box. No, I'm saying are those. What? Those are the finalists. Those are the two finalists yeah. for the position. That, that was reported, oh. I think, earlier today that those are, I think there's nobody else. It's those two guys. Um, okay. So, you know, so yeah. So the question is, like, would there be a, a big difference? Like, maybe not. I mean, I know Kenny was really great in Brooklyn with um, he developed players and he was able to put them in positions with good spacing that they could, you know, attacking on the catch is a big one. Everyone's kind of caught up, but I feel like when he was in Brooklyn and they had uh, Kuritz, Kuritz, what the hell his name was? What was his name? Kuritz. 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 Like, you know, that guy came out of nowhere. Right. And look at him now. He didn't even make, he's, he was out of the league after Kenny left. Um, But like, that was a good example of like, they got really great spacing. They had they were able to you know maximize the individual skills of their players. You know a lot like what we're seeing in this conference in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals now. So he would be really really pretty good. Um, the question now is like how would that work? Like how would Nurse work with Giannis and how would Kenny work with Giannis? Uh, that's a big tall order. You have to deal with Giannis and his specific skill set, right? And that's a real question of could you do anything different than what Bud did? I think they have probably both a bunch of ideas running through their head and they probably presented that to the team and the team will figure out who had the better presentation and who will be the better coach. I would go with Nick nurse. Yes. I mean, championship experience, Kenny Atkinson feels a little bit more like a guy that could develop a team, which bud was already great at. And I feel like Nick nurse could take it home with his really, like he has really outside the box thinking like he doesn't care what the rest of the NBA is doing. He'll just do his own thing. And I think he could be really creative with Giannis. Yeah, uh, I'm, tr- I'm just trying, trying to give an example of what would be really creative because it's like, you know, you, you'd probably want him posting up maybe more. Um, I, I would probably, I just would like to see him shooting less, you know, mid-range jump shots and threes. Uh, I, I just don't think, you know, it's going to, Giannis is really going to get there. Um, and those are the uglier possessions they have. So, but the real question now is, which folds into the Middleton question, um, is let, let's just say Middleton isn't there, then I don't know. They need, you know, they need that that playmaker. So they need the Kyrie or they need the Harden, you know, that kind of guy uh, there. It sounds like Harden's gone. Sounds like maybe Harden's in Houston already. I don't know. But what if Harden went to Milwaukee? That'd be interesting. I think with Giannis, the free throw shooting is a lot more important than the three point shooting. Yeah. 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 Although I thought he, he said, was okay. Did they go down again? Yeah, the free throws? Yeah, yeah, went down. Like the, his championship, obviously that that final run, he was great, but it just hasn't yeah, been consistent since. Sixty five percent, which is down from seventy two the year before, so that's not good. And he's t- like, take- if somebody could get him up to like seventy nine, seventy eight, which I think is possible. Like, there's some things he could do to help his free throw. There, there is. It would That'd take a lot tough. of work. 
I wonder yeah. if Thomas and uh, James Harden would get along well. Yeah, I mean, listen, Harden is a they oh. they don't already remember the All Star thing. Oh yeah, when, I remember the dribbler. He, 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 James Harden was like, yeah, he's like the dribbler, and then James Harden was like, if I could just dunk every time too, I, it'd be easy for me too. You know, like they were just going <laughs> back and forth. Yeah, that won't, they won't. Yeah, won't I don't. Play. I don't think James Harden would would uh, step foot in Milwaukee for for a home. I don't think that's yeah, a, he, a place he, for him. But he needs, yeah. uh, he, he needs that. Court, so. he needs like that. And Kyrie would also be a, probably a, a real nightmare. But they need someone who can do that, play that way, uh, alongside Giannis. And that's why, like you yeah. know, Middleton was, did with the best he possibly could as that guy, pretty much in that role. But um, why, why would the why would the Bucks get rid of Middleton? Right. Well, I don't know. It was, if it's a sign and trade, it sounds. Like, what's his contract status? Do we know? Who Who are they trading? Who's for? It's, well, you, well you it, it would be Simons, right? Leaving anyway, right? You want to get something back for him? Is he leaving? Is he a free agent? Let's look here. Do uh, you guys know real quick? I'm testing your knowledge of the. Uh, uh, he, he should uh, be uh, contract for next year. He's, wow. Is he, yeah. Do you want to make him next year? No. I'm like only going to guess thirty-five. No, next year he's making 30. forty. Whoa. Good for you. <laughs> wow. Another, another thing with forty the Bucks, million. You know, I mean, people are discounting the fact that Giannis basically missed three of the playoff games. So yeah, people don't talk about that. You don't need to change anything up here. It's a championship team. Yeah. So he's still on. Is, Bro- is Brooke Lopez a free agent? He might be. That sounds he familiar is. to me. He is. He is. That, yeah. I mean, that'll be a that'll be a tough loss for them. You know, he, he didn't. He wasn't as impactful this past year as he had been in the past. Uh, for whatever reason, you know, there there were moments when he was a cheat code. Right? He's a guy who could block some shots. He's hitting threes. I just don't feel like that wasn't was his he, thing this year. But he wasn't yeah. wasn't he like top three in defensive player of the year? He top had three? a great regular season this year. I'm just in the playoffs. I didn't. You're talking playoffs, okay? You know, I'm sorry. Well, did, did he hurt? No, he played all those games. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my memory right now, which is mush after this playoff run because it's I've been hardly sleeping for a month. But um, right, my memory was he just he he didn't have that effect on the games uh, like he normally would, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's interesting. If Brooke Lopez is worth trying to get bring back or not. I think uh, he is. But there you go. Let's move some more uh, Super Chats, I think. Let's see here. Like um, the Super Chats. Yeah. It's not like uh, the other one we were on. What was that? Uh, the uh, Keep it a buck. That's a good Keep, podcast. We were, I was on Keep it a buck. Have you heard these guys? No. No. That's a, that's a good name. Though. Keep it a buck. It's, it's some podcast that they, they'll do live show. They record like kind of what we're doing here. Somebody gave him like a hundred dollars. Yeah, in a in a and then chat. twenty. Yeah, then 20 well, keep out. keep it a buck. That makes sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> Unless we misread it, but it said a hundred. Right? It was a hundred. Wow. Anyway, uh, Joe B, thank oh, you so nice. much, Joe B. We're back. I mean, this is he's above and beyond. I will give Giannis this much. At least he's willing to challenge opposing defenses who leave him wide open. Unlike a certain someone we know. And they talk about Ben. Ben. <laughs> That's who I was thinking. Well, but Ben didn't even play this year. Um. No. Or no. Draymond? No. Mm, nah, not Draymond. Joel? I think it's Ben Simmons. Right. No, no one's leaving Joel open, wide open like that. Um, okay. Russ? Who, Joe B, who, who are you referencing? For listening? I, think, I think it's Ben. But he didn't even yeah, play this. He but, didn't. But but he, he, he sent out that, what was it, the, the, the picture of him watching the oh, sub yeah. 60 About- game set. <laughs> yeah. 
I, you know what? I need to do a show where I just react to the uh, whatever the NBA players are doing on the social media, uh, right? I was actually I actually had that like years ago, and I and I did a couple. I might have to bring that back because um, it's pretty funny, it's, and especially now that you keep seeing it. I think did you see uh, Sohan Sohan. So how do you say his name? Sohan. I don't know. So it's Jeremy Sohan. Sohan the Spurs. So is it Sohan? Why? Yeah, the Spurs. Why it's am I Sohan. saying? Uh, he had a funny one, right? With like the crying, the crying, laughing emoji, uh, and we had to kind of decipher exactly what he meant. I think it was the Lakers losing, right? Or yeah, I think it, yeah, it didn't have to do with LeBron or something like that. Yeah, but sometimes uh, people, people sometimes sometimes people decipher tweets in the wrong way, and it becomes consensus for no reason, and they're just absolutely oh, wrong. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I mean, I did a tweet today where I showed Jimmy following the ball with his eyes on the release, and and then in parentheses in the next sentence I said. A lot, most of the great shooters do this. And then the guy's like, oh, Jimmy's a great shooter now? And I'm like, <laughs> no, who said that? You know? And, and he, he's, he's like, actually, oh, I inferred he's it. Actually a, he's actually a better shooter than people think. Yeah, but he's not like a great shooter from three. And, right. You know, we don't right. really ever be. But the point being, like, I, I thought it was, you know, the parentheses in the second sentence, I thought that was clear, like, we are, you know, whatever. But I taught English in high school, so maybe I'm, you know, I, I, I know too much. Okay, You're very advanced. Show. back with us for another show. Giannis' injury in the season didn't help his percentages. Uh, his percentage percentage. What, that, what percentage are we talking about? Wait, oh, his free throw. Yeah, I guess his, his free throw. But what injury did he have, what injury did he have again? Mm. Um, I mean, he had, he had a back, right, for the um, – Yeah, the he fell on it, right? Yeah. yeah. But during, I guess he's thinking during the regular season, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm he missed 19 up. games during the regular season, so – well, let's look at what he 20%. shot. I, well, I can tell you right now what he shot for the first half of the season. Let's do that. So through yeah, uh, the one eleven. Look at this. So let's go. What those are good. First right. couple. So first let's let's games. isolate the first. Oh, come back here. Stats. All right. This is beautiful. We can go to the stats thing. Traditional stats. Select um, the Bucks, and and then we can do. Okay. So from like what ten oh five twenty two to what I say one eleven one twelve. Yeah. 23. All right. So Giannis in the first like 40, first half of the season. Oh, God darn it. Regular season. Shot. Dun, 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 dun. Giannis shot from the free throw line 65%. So he was not any better before that injury. Hmm. Oh, 35 well. games. I feel 35. like his routine got a little longer from <laughs> compared to last I mean, year. Whoever told him to take the 10 seconds, I think was also silly. Uh, it just became a distraction. The crowd was counting. That was that was a couple of years ago, right? That was that was when he won. But um, yeah, yeah, that didn't help him. That's not going to help him. What's going to help him is better energy transfer, right? Jan, uh, right uh, combo. What we've been talking about yes. this whole time. And, you know, yeah. uh, I, I almost should show you the kid I was working with yesterday because his his shot was so um, violent. And then within an hour, if you see the difference, uh, you think I should show him? Maybe he he won't mind, will he? I don't know. I don't know if he should be showing that. Just oh, really? without his permission. Nah, that's true. All right, I won't show, but maybe I'll ask because he's because he's he's a high school kid. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, anyway, the point being that, like, you know, it's possible, and a guy like Giannis, within an hour, you could probably have that smooth out a little bit, at least you know, in the short term, and then you have to kind of you know do it for a few weeks. But um, you know, he can be helped. Uh, I just don't know why it hasn't happened yet. Um, wow. I mean, he listen, the Joe, right person. Joe, you just you, I can't get over how, how uh, yeah. The keep it a buck crew are hilarious. We'll give them some love. By the way, just so you understand, I, I became aware of them because they tagged me on Twitter to light the crap out of me for my uh, Doc Rivers video. And they're like, we're having a live show. We're talking about my, and they literally had a picture in picture going through it, 
So I, I clicked on, I'm like, all right, let's see. I didn't know it was going to be a, uh, you know, a session against me. Um, and, and so uh, all of a sudden I'm watching the show and they're just ripping me to shreds. I'm like, okay. And I started commenting. They said, come on the show. We'll talk about it. Ben actually happened to be over at that time too. So he came on the show with me. Well, had a great time. Great time. Yeah. So that was they fun. Loved you. Yeah. I think we were able to, you know, make my point, which by the way, um, is a good point that we talked about, right. About the effect of a coach on players and their bad plays and how they all cascade. So, you know, once you see the, Celtics start making threes. There's a group think there. There's like an energy that really helps. That's what you want. Threes raining down. Defense is now a, a lot hyped up and they're getting this place versus when you start panicking and then the coach increases the panic, you ain't going to make any threes. And then it's going to get worse and worse. So I think I made that point. I think they were able to accept it a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, and now we have a, a new friend of the breakdown. So thank you so much, Joe B. I mean, again, above and beyond. We, th- these super chats won't stop coming. This is amazing tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, and then here, Joby is explaining now his uh, his rationale. <laughs> it was a general statement, but yeah, it was Ben. So good call on the Ben Simmons. I was kind of lost, but yeah, probably because he hadn't played. But uh, good call on Ben Simmons being the guy who won't who they won't, uh, won't guard. Ooh, um, Luke D. Luke D. And A. What is A? I missed it in the comments. Someone tell me. I'll be looking right now. What the heck A is? Uh, is it Australia? <laughs> but Australia doesn't have the dollars. Like Maybe they do. Yeah, they have Australian dollars. Is that what it is? Yeah. The currency in Australia is a dollar? Yeah. You know that for sure? I'm 60% sure. All right. Well, you know, if we only <laughs> had to you know, look at this up on, you know, and figure it out. But Luke D wants to ask, or love your work, lads. He's calling us lads. So he's easily, obviously, Australian or, or England, right? He's not, he's not American. No. Would you say, I'm guessing Australian. Google. Thank you. Thank, and thank you, Luke. No, Would you say sure. my? I, I won't try and do this in an Australian accent, though. But please do it. No. <laughs> Would you say? Uh, I can't even do it. If I heard it, I could do it. I need to like hear it first. Would you say? What, did you ever see that? What was that? Um, that what was that video? Uh, that's not a knife. No, yeah, that's a knife. That's not a knife. That's yeah, a, right. Um, but uh, there was all a, of Australia is just going like this. Wait, at the have you seen that video though? That viral video where the guy teaches you how to speak in an Australian accent and he says, "Say." like broken glass you know what i'm talking about if it's not broken glass but it's something when you say it it's it's australian for like something no someone will tell us in the in the comments mm-hmm. the combo they're like i can't believe i'm listening to this. i know i know listen we have to have <laughs> it's the end of the show we have to have some fun love your work lads would you say miami was careless with the ball today or more celtics defense what were your thoughts on the don't give us one comments after game three well here's the thing i i must have yelled out uh, five times on terrible turnovers that is my meter for whether or not it was a good defensive call or like the offense just threw it away. So I would probably lean a little bit to carelessness, right? Uh, more so, but you have to also give credit to the Celtics defense, which was energized and they were flying around there and moving. Um, but a couple of those, you know, and I realized in my video today, like when Jimmy turned the ball over in a pick six or he had a foul uh, Brown in transition in game four, he threw a bounce pass on a curl you know, when you throw a bounce pass to someone, the ball is supposed to bounce pretty close to the receiver, right? Three quarters of the way there. He bounced this like on his side of the halfway mark and the ball like sat up. It was like the worst kind of bounce pass you can imagine. So get back in the gym, work on your bounce passes. I feel like I saw another bounce pass tonight that did the same thing. So um, I think it was more careless than Celtics defense. Anyone want to push back on that? It, it, it was the BAM turnovers and there was nothing in particular that the Celtics were doing yeah. Um, to, to cause those turnovers other than just playing good D and it's Miami's fault, whether it's um, Bam posting up, Spo 
letting BAM post up, whatever it was, it was the BAM turnovers. And there was nothing particularly special other than just playing good defense that the Celtics were doing to cause those turnovers. So it was mostly a Miami problem, not a Boston problem. Anybody want to disagree? I, I think it's a little bit of both because I think the defense from the Celtics has had more energy over the past three halves. And also they're contesting threes better, I think. Like yes. Over the past three halves as well. So I think those have been the main difference for the Celtics defense. But on top of that, I agree with you guys that Miami was careless with the basketball. Yeah. So thank you, Luke. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, Australia. Uh, Australian dollars. Right. We're not going to say the thing that they all hate us to say. We're not going to use that the phrase. So right, here we go. Uh, Comrade Chimpy. Thank you so much. I think Comrade Chimpy has been on the show before. That sounds familiar. Another Australia. Australian. All right. We're well, big in Australia. Yeah, it's like noon there or something, right? But it's tomorrow there or something. I don't even know. Finally caught one of these live. All right. Any thoughts on the coaching carousel regardless of success? It seems only Curse, and Pop are untouchable. Um, yeah. I mean, if you win the Coach of the Year award, you're getting fired within a couple of years, right? I think that's pretty much the you know standard. Um, and I suppose I don't think he ever won it, right? Somehow he's doing it right. He stayed away from that reward. Um so we've had this before. There was several years ago where we had, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine coaches got fired all in the, in the offseason. So it happens, and it probably is – maybe it's connected to that one because, like, the five-year contracts that expire or whatever. And actually, it's not true because they're getting fired before the contract's up, right? So, um, uh, you know, it's an easy thing to do is to point at the coach. Uh, we have all these analytics now. We have all these ways of ascertaining whether the, uh, the team is playing up to their potential. And so – you know, does that make it more accurate that it's the coach's issue? I don't know. But what do you guys think? You know, it's pretty untouchable at this point as well. I just thought about Mark Dagenault. Oh, in OKC. Uh, okay. Interesting. Why? I, I, he's not He's not getting fired anytime soon. Because they're ascending upwards. They're going to keep ascending upwards just by their talent. I, I would I would think so. And I, I think everyone yeah. likes him. What about Chris Finch? Yeah. No, I'm not. I, I don't believe he's they say he's a good coach. They say he's a good coach. He, if you actually, yeah, if you I, listen, I so. if you listen to his interviews, he's a, it's obvious he's a smart basketball guy. That's for sure. But his players just play the, the decision making that that team has is just like all right. Well, that, are, that's, is that's, that's, person, <laughs> that's the that's the that's the personnel more than anything I think. Well, but but at some point the coach Man. needs to have influence. Yeah. Practice, you have to figure out a way to to get them to stop doing those things, right? Like. The maturity um, level I, is just in there. Yeah. But, but back but in the day, we slower practices, and he would have been able to go through all some scrimmages. Like, you know, that just simply does not happen anymore. So it is tough, but um, some coaches are – well, it, it's hard to know, right? Some coaches have teams that don't do those mistakes consistently, right? And and other coaches do, and you have to wonder what the heck it is. You know, if, you're a good co- if you're a good coach and you get to an almost championship level, the expectations raise and only one team can win a championship every year. So that means a bunch of coaches are going to get fired. The NBA is a job. NBA head coaching is a job that once you go into it, you have to know that there's a pretty good chance that you will get fired eventually. Oh, it, oh guaranteed. Uh, there's, there's two types of coaches. Those who've been fired, those who will be fired. Except for, yeah. I'd say, Pop. Interesting, between Kerr and Spo, right, two of the three best coaches perhaps in the league, two of the three untouchable coaches, one coach of the year award. And that's Steve Kerr. Suppose never won Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. It's because they have it, any for those teams. That's crazy. Well, yeah. guess, sorry with the the, the, the Heatles. Yeah, that sorry. is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he didn't win one. You know, the the thing is, in the last 10, 15 years, 
it's become a lot harder to trade players, especially superstar players. I and mean, there's always one, maybe every every year. But um, I think as that has become less, um, as, as that hop- happens less often, when teams are looking for a change, instead of trading a player, it's getting rid of the coach. And I think generally that's a bad move because what you want in in the coaching staff is continuity. And so if, if you get yeah. some of these young players have played for five different coaches in five different years, mm-hmm. and then it's it's messing up their careers. And, and potentially on a team or two that uh, were tanking. Right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, that, that's a really bad for the culture. It's really bad just for, you know, the development. So um, all those things. Yeah, it's, it's interesting being a coach in the NBA these days. Some, somehow general managers never fire themselves, though. Well, right. we see if I think it is going to be the Heat and Denver, and we see those are two coaching staffs that do have continuity. So, yes. to your point, I think that's yeah. true. And even yeah. the Celtics. I mean, by the way, but look at the co- head coaches. The well, last, it's not like, the head coach, right? Yeah, that but, was but that's from been crazy. Ed Stevens on, right? It's been yeah, yeah, in continuity. Yeah. Yeah. But but like no, none of the coaches who coached in the finals the last five years are still in their jobs, right? Something like crazy like that, right? Like Nick Nurse. Um, Vogel, uh, Vogel, Monty uh, Williams, Monty Williams was in the finals. Oh yeah, the Phoenix, right? Uh, and then um, Milwaukee, just Milwaukee, uh, Bud, right? Uh, there might be even one more. It's like none of them, and then those are all very recently, you know, at either winning titles or or made to the finals. Craziness, actually. So maybe they, right? Nurse, Bud, except for Monty, Vogel. Nick Nurse, Bud, Vogel. That's <laughs> crazy, right? And then Monty didn't win, but he got to the finals. Yeah. So, a lot of people, a lot of people who were in NBA analytics and on NBA coaching staffs, they actually like go over to like podcasting and media. And there's probably a reason for it. It's a lot less stressful and there's a lot more job security. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, yes, um, and yes. You know, uh, Jeff and Van a lot Gundy, more family time. Right. Jeff Van Gundy is living the life. I, I, by the way, I think it's tired. I think him and Jackson needs to go away. Uh, they've had the run. It's been how many years? 15? I love Jeff Van Gundy. I still love was, him, though. I love yo, Jeff. There, there, was, there was one game. There was one game he was complaining for the whole first half. <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's tired. I'm I like tired. he's 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 a smart basketball guy, though. Yeah, Very I smart. mean it's sort of yeah. fun. It used to be funny, whatever. But I, I'm tired of it. I think that I, I would like, and not like like oh, I want that job. But like, there's somebody out there that's probably awesome at, at, at analyzing, and then the play at the uh, well, both of them analyze. You know, I would at some point. You know, it's, it's like imagine this. Imagine if you were uh, the biggest Dodger fan in the world, and you were the uh, you know the best play-by-play guy for you know for baseball, and you were like two years younger than Vin Scully, right? You'll you'd never get to call a Dodgers game, even if you were the best in the entire world, because Vin right. Scully was there for seventy-five years. <laughs> you know, few, let us. What else yeah. have it? I don't know. I I think the future of sports commentating is like what we see with playback it's going to be like you could watch your favorite creators yep. you know commentate yep. on games and pick who you want to commentate we're already seeing a little bit like i think they have like during the all-star break you could see like kenny and chuck commentated instead of the regular commentators but there's just oh, gonna yeah. be more options like that in the future yeah no on league pass they have guys like me doing that they yeah, could ask exactly me yeah they do they do it every few games right yeah i've, I've seen it like nate duncan does games and a whole bunch of guys. Yeah, and Danny do it, and um, some of the other influencers. Uh, Devin Williams did one or two, and so yeah. Hey, I'm available, and I would do it as well as them or better. Um, but uh, we anyway, whatever. We have to get back to our playback uh, stuff. Com- we used to uh, do it a whole bunch. What do you, you say behind my back? I'm not. I told you, man. I told you, I'm not. 
All right. Well, let's, we got to do that again. Let's get back. I mean, you know, we'll get back on it. We'll see. Hey, you know what? Finals would be great. Yeah. Maybe we'll do some finals. So if you're out there watching, join us in the playback side. I'll make sure to drop it in the, in the community uh, link because um, they're really fun and it's great to see. I have a second thing and we can all watch it. It's on the screen together. It's not like you're listening or whatever. We can all watch. So I'll think it's really cool. Uh, But let's get to some more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I was going to say, I feel like you were one of the first ones to do it on playback. I, I probably was. Yeah, I, I'll get back to it. 24 seconds. Brooke averaged 19 and 7 on 58, 41, 77 split in 30, 36 and 6 in game six. Wait, what? Okay, let me do that again. Wait, Brooke averaged 19 and 7 on 58, 41, 77 split. 36 in game oh, six. Oh, part, oh, part 36. No, I think he had 36 in game, in game six. six. This year, no, he had like. And then, uh, did it go to six games? Is this uh, a riddle? No, they got. <laughs> did they get swept? Was it in? No, it's five. They lost in five. They lost in five, right? Yeah. Well, maybe and, uh, maybe he means like the first thirty-five games or something. I don't know. I don't know. But that, twenty-four seconds. Give, give us some clarity. Maybe you're right. It's because nineteen and seven. I don't think that's what he was. Although, let's look here. Um, uh, where's Brook Lopez? Um. Per game, he was at six, 15.9 and 7. So maybe he means per 36. Let's look at that. Hmm. Maybe you're right. Yeah, 19 and 8 is what he was, basically. 19 and 8 on 53, 37, and 64. Yeah, so I don't know. Anyway, so, you know, Brooke, okay, maybe he's viable. They should bring him back. I, I don't know. I, I wonder if you can get, like, you know, another version of that um, for maybe less. Not his shooting, though. We can't. We can't. Place I know. Shooting. Well, you can't. Right, you can replace the shot blocking, and you can place a shooting, but not with not one player. Yeah. But but we got to do that. We got to find someone. I mean, I guess Joel is like that, maybe a little bit. But um, but we got to find someone who is like wiry, like a Kevin Durant kind of guy, but who blocks more shots. Cam Johnson. Uh, does Cam Johnson block shots? No, but I think they should just just lean into small ball and play Giannis at the five and stretch out the floor. Wait, Ken Johnson's a free agent? Yeah. I'm wow. Sure, I think, I'm pretty sure he is. He, he'll make a lot of money then. I think he'll be very, very coveted. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's get to some more Super Chats. Riley V, thank you so much. Let me make sure I didn't miss anybody. Jeez. I think Ooh, we're good. I like this, Riley. Rank Vogel, Bud, Monty, Doc, and D'Antoni. Wow. Okay. A murderer's row. Yes. Uh, he has it in the right order already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Vogel, Bud, Monty, Doc, D'Antoni. I put Doc uh, at, the, at the end, though. I'm going to put D'Antoni. Um, now, I'm going to put Bud. I'm going to put D'Antoni in front of Bud. So, put, the last two are Bud and Monty. I mean, Bud and I Doc. Like, I like D'Antoni more than all of them. Okay. I'm going to put Dan- Monty. The last three are Monty, Bud, and Doc. So, that means Vogel, D'Antoni. Okay, wait, so but what about D'Antoni's defense? Nick, what's your ranking? Defense, Vogel, defense. Bud, Monty, Doc. All right, uh, Combo, what's your ranking? D'Antoni, Monty. Uh, no, D'Antoni, Bud, Monty, Vogel, Doc. Interesting. Chris, what's your ranking? Mine is Vogel, Bud, D'Antoni, Doc. Okay, and mine's Vogel, D'Antoni, Bud, Doc, Monty. So right. we're all different. I, I'm the other way. I'm at, here's I'm changing it. It's Vogel, <laughs> Tony, Monty. I, but, well, I'm you. I'm Bud and Doc. I'm agreeing with you now. I, 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 I definitely ahead of Bud. 
I definitely agree. I think I have Vogel too. I have Vogel, D'Antoni. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Monty Button. Yeah. 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 Okay. So they are. They're all good. They're all good coaches. (laughs) Uh, Vogel (laughs) is. And he hasn't even been mentioned, right? He must not want another job. Vogel is Vogel. Actually, the first guy. well, the Celtics wanted. Well, Brad Stevens wanted him to wanted to bring him onto his coaching staff. Bring him on a uh, playback. All right. Well, you know me, what? I'll me, find, me, let's see if we get Coach Vogel to be on the show. If he, he's probably Florida by a pool somewhere. He has time. Let's yeah. you know because you know I'm sure he still has a lot of money that maybe he got paid uh, from the Lakers. So um, I have a question. So yeah. combo. I'm big on D'Antoni too. Do you want to say why you're big on D'Antoni and Coach? Do you want to say why you're not big on D'Antoni? Yeah, I mean, I love everything he did with the Suns. Seven seconds or less offense. I love everything he did in Houston. I thought, obviously, it didn't work, but they kind of pushed forward the small ball era, and I just love thinking outside the box, even though that's not outside the box anymore. They just play with five guys that can stretch it, five guys that can defend. Obviously, it didn't work, but I just love the way he thinks the game. Uh, I, I agree. Offensively, obviously, he's a genius. He's, he's revolutionized what we have. But he really just took what they did in Europe, which is really what they did in the triangle offense. Believe it or not, there's like a direct connection between the D'Antoni offense and the triangle offense. And I interviewed D'Antoni. You can find it on the, on the channel uh, at the Summer League years ago. And we talked about his offense. And he was like, yeah, it was just all the actions that we ran in Europe when I played there. So, um, but, I, well, I, but yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, guys. And, you know, defense is a defense, but, you know, they had uh, moments where they kind of revolutionized switching defense. That were the, sort of the first one in Houston to really kind of do some cool stuff with that. So um, I, I'll, I'll give him, you know, I'm sure he'll get a defensive person if he ever coached again uh, to kind of shoring that up. I feel like the, the, the offense wasn't like what I saw in Europe because there was a lot of like four or five action going up and down, you know, pick and pop. Like that James Harden was, that was nothing like European offense. Oh, that offense. I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm talking about the, with the Suns. Yeah. You know, they had a little bit of that. Then Chris Paul got there. They would run it when, you know, like, when when uh, what's his face went out when uh, Harden went out. Uh, Chris, you want to say something? Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I remember Steve Kerr mentioned this. Like, a, when he used to be the GM for the Suns, he wanted to hire um, Tom Thibodeau on the on the coaching staff for the defense, but oh, wow. Tony didn't didn't let him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they didn't. And I was like, wow, they could have – all they had to do was just shore up the defense just a little bit, and they probably would have won at least one championship. Yeah. Those teams were so good back then. Well, it was, it was never happened. It's a little bit later, right? That was they Shaq on yeah. one of those teams that brought in. It was a little bit later. Yeah, Mario, you're right. But, like, uh, you know, yeah, that would have been unfortunate. Or that would have been really interesting to see. Uh, we, have some, we have to get, catch up with some Super Chats real quick. The Drew Show, thank you, thank you, thank you. My goodness. Giannis Feb suffered a, a ligament injury in his shooting hand. I said it, helped, uh, it didn't help yeah. matters. Okay. You come came to your own conclusions. Mm. Everything snowballed in his head. Ended his year over. Got the coach fired. Well, I don't know how much he got the coach fired. Remember, Bud was about to be fired anyway in, in that Brooklyn series. And had, um, you know, Giannis injures uh, Kawhi. Uh, and then uh, Kevin Durant's foot is one inch too long. Um, but, the, but, and then they go on and win a title, which is crazy. Right. But the issues that they had that were going to cause them to get fired then were still there and it lasted through those years until, until this year. So, um, it, whether it's fair or not, cause of the Giannis injury and he wasn't in the, in those games is, is, a, is a good argument, but the issues are there. I, I was always troubled by their defense and then what their schemes and then offensively too, I, I sort of felt like, um, 
you know, they, they were, it didn't, they didn't maximize what they had, even though I bet you their offensive rating was probably pretty good. But when you get to the conference finals or the second round, you need better. Also, we're getting a bunch of comments from Australia. So it's now one fifty. Razor blades. That's it. Uh, razor blades sounds like, no, no, you haven't seen that. There's an Australian guy who says, I want you to say this word. He has razor blades. And you're saying something else in Australian. Razor blades. Ra- razor blades. Razor blades. What does it sound like? It's, it, when you do it, you're like, oh my God, I was speaking an Australian accent. Razor it's blades. Mirror or something. I don't so know. it's 1.55 p.m. Blades. now Razor in Australia. Blades. So that means it's it's the afternoon, Friday afternoon in Australia right now, which means these are the true Australian basketball fans are on oh. um, in the afternoon. Okay. Razor, rise up lights. Ah, rise up lights. So if you say the words rise <laughs> up lights. Rise up lights is razor blades. There you go. That's thank you so much. Uh, let's put this up on the on the screen. Thank you so much. Melting to air. Um, Love the pro. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, thank you so much. Rise up. Uh, rise up. What did I say? Rise up. Uh, uh, rise up lights. Right? Isn't that hilarious? It sounds like I'm speaking Australian. <laughs> you're, the, you're the only one. <laughs> We're here for basketball. Yeah. We're Listen, all I do is I watch, uh, you know, animal videos and I love that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and especially when it's, I this earlier, it's, it's when you interspecies videos. I want to see a puppy riding on a duck. Like that's, uh, I love I, I get, Now, see, now it's in my own thing. I got to say this. There was this video I watched today. I think it's Good News Dog is the Instagram post. And it was a, a woman who's in a wheelchair graduating from college and she has her um her dog the, the assistant's dog and they give the, the the dog takes the diploma like in his mouth i'm in tears wow all right we got too many super chats we're getting late in the let's show so let's r- rattle these off and we'll be on uh joe b man you are an all-star hall of famer tonight thank you so much uh personally i suspect nurses removal is a sign of things to come i.e toronto's probably about to blow it up and rebuild around mm. scotty barnes all right maybe Scotty Ball. They don't. Toronto doesn't really blow. Or Masai doesn't really blow things up, though. Well, yeah. If you're going to blow it up, you blow it up this year and go for Wembanyama. Yeah, Yeah, they should have. They should have. I I think. They should hire. I think nurses removal. They they probably should, but. Wait, I haven't heard anything about the Toronto search. Have we? Have you? Have anyone? JJ Redick, weren't they? Weren't they interviewing Redick? Yeah, but that's interviewed before. They just announced it to make him to get his name, you know, in the yeah. mix for you know this round. But, but, um, but no, right? Nothing else. Tom Izzo. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking with you. Nice. All right. What about Adrian? Uh, Adrian, uh, Adrian he's already on the yeah. coaching roster. Yeah, Coach he's guy. up for Milwaukee. He might be the third name in the moment. Maybe Milwaukee, which we know is not. He's not going to get it. Um, I mean, he was give it to Patino. What? Patino, oh, man. Isn't he, a, isn't he at St. John's? Yeah, St. John's, yeah. Yeah, he's going to turn that program around. So, anyhow, um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, OG's got a lot of value on the league, and so does Siakam. I imagine, like, you know, there's some guys, they have pieces that they wanted to trade and then get some picks and stuff like that. But you made a good point in that show on the uh, Make It a Buck where, you know, you would much rather have a known quantity than a third or fourth pick. Like, yeah. if you knew a guy was going to get you 18 points a game, you probably just take that in exchange for a third pick yeah. because it's a crapshoot when you look at those third picks throughout the years. The, the example I used was I'd rather trade that for a Josh Hart or a Brandon Clark, someone who's productive, you know what you're getting, young player, but has been in the league and produced in the league. 
But what do you? But what's the end goal with a player like Josh Hart? What are you winning with him? Right? I rather okay. just. Eh. But you I stars know. win. Yeah. Stars win game win playoff series. Right? When's the last time we we saw anything beyond you know that fifth pick? Anyway, like by the way, Jokic right forty first. Like that's that's right. that is the all time greatest second round pick. Right? There's no you'll never. Manu Ginobili. Ginobili. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. So that's that's I mean. part of it too. Um, but anyhow, so yeah, so we'll see. I, I bet you I think it's time. I think Toronto gave it a run. I don't think this is really working that well. And I, I think you're right. It sounds interesting that like, you know, that they get rid of nurse first and uh and they'll tear it all down. So and maybe it's a good thing for nurse not to be there because it would it could have gotten ugly for a couple of years. Um, so good good call. But we had some more sort of get to them. So the Drew show, my goodness, thank you, the Drew show. You're really coming through here. The head coach and GM go hand in hand for stability. Totally agree. Pop is three-time coach of the year. Doc Rivers was traded for a first-round pick. Now he's clowned on, still getting a prime job. I don't think Doc's going to get hired again. Not that quick, right? I don't think so. Right? What do you guys agree? He's never been. Who knows? Not yeah, he'll get. He'll get another. He'll get. He'll get another chance probably right. somewhere. Doc reminds me of that guy who's always got a girlfriend. Uh-huh. You know, as soon as he breaks up, he's got to find another girlfriend right away. He cannot be single. <laughs> I, right? I, I, I heard. I heard he's. I heard he's really charismatic and good in interviews, which helps you get jobs. Yeah, it does. You know what also helps you get jobs? Winning. What? <laughs> no, no, he, winning helps you keep jobs. Right. He won. He won. I can't. I don't take that away from him. But uh, you know. Yeah. He, All right. He won a championship. Uh, is that it? That might be the no. We have. There's more. People there's are more. coming flying in here. Love it. Um. Let's see here. That one was. Oh, we got a New Zealand one. Eight fifty one. Okay. Let's get to the other ones. Okay. So twenty four seconds. Clear. How many are left? How many are left, Coach? Rick? What? How many are left? Um, one, two. After this one, three. Okay. Okay. Because you're probably tired. We gotta get. We gotta get combo to bed. Um, twenty four seconds. And if you have to go to bed, let us know. We can. We can keep going. Chris, are you hanging in there? I'm Chris, good. Uh, Chris, Nick, and I will do our Australian. Right. I'll wait. Uh, razor blades. I'll, I'll wait it out. Let's go. Not razor blades. What is it? God, I like razor rise up lights. lights. Rise up lights. lights. Rise anyway, up um, oh, rise up lights is razor blades. Okay, you just got that now. Wow. <laughs> anyway, Brooks playoff stats in thirty. Who let him here? Uh, Brooks playoff stats in thirty season game four versus the Heat. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, all right, he can do he can do some things still, but you know, at some point it gets stale, and I think maybe you want to just sort of upgrade or or, or, or flip it around and change it. But um, you know, because Lopez would probably still fetch something on the market. You know, I, see, I disagree. Like. He's the perfect complement to Giannis. He blocks right. shots and hits threes. He yeah, I hear you. the floor for Giannis. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. All right. Joe B, man. I mean, cut the, this guy is uh, this guy's drunk on uh, Super Chats tonight. D'Antoni's sons team for typically middle of the pack defensively. If Tibbs had been there as defensive coordinator, they would have been awesome. Right. And, and by the way, if you're an elite offensively, then, you know, you, you need a 10th uh, defensive rating maybe, you know. Uh, yeah, you like have to be that. at least top ten to win. I don't think any team outside the top ten is one. Right, that that is true. That is true. So, um, yeah, and Tibbs would have, you know, no middle. He would they would have kept the the you know they would have been better positionally. They would have made it harder to you know to make. Who were their shots. defenders? Sean Marion. Yeah, they, they had, had, uh, had uh, Raja Raja Bell. Bell. Um, there was like they have Nash Amari and then uh, Grant Hill Barbosa Barbosa. Yeah. No, that was later. Hill was later. Um, who uh, else was on the start of the night? Who was it? Joe Johnson, Joe Johnson originally For, in the beginning? Yeah, it was Joe and Nash in the backcourt, and Amari probably. And um, Sean Mary, let's call it Sean Mary. Maybe for one year that was together, and then there's another guy that we're missing. Uh, the, the uh, some other shooter, small forward. 
Oh boy. Diao, Diao. Forrest Diao. Was he starting though? He might have been. Yeah. No. Wow. I think he came off the bench. Yeah. So who was the starter? Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Right seven, now. let's call it. Uh <laughs> Kurt Thomas. <laughs> Jalen Rose. Wow. Sean Marks. Sean that was before they let Amari play at the center, I think, right? Like, like they, they kept having yeah, somebody. Sean Marion. Right. James anyway, Jones. We'll figure it out. Anyway, yeah. well, let's keep going because we got uh, people who are waiting. Um, George Ignacio Calvine. Just want to say you have fans in the Philippines. Puso, absolutely. Thank you. That means um, Puso is means uh, like heart, you know. You know, there's a coach in the Philippines who's a triangle um, disciple. Tim, who's Tim Cohen. Oh, it's my go. buddy Tim Cohen. There yeah. you go. He's been on the show. He's a brother. He's my brother from another See, I should, I should have already known. Yeah, Coach Coach Tim. He's great. Uh, yeah, he, but he's not a triangle coach anymore. But we were all. You all told us, me about him. That's how I know uh, it. <laughs> all, all of us triangle people are. We're, we're you know we're in the same it's a family. Tribe. So uh, Salamat for the uh, all the people in the Philippines. I really appreciate. It. I have to get out there. Uh, I want to go. Uh, I've told yeah that b-ball breakdown is pretty big there, and and people would be really excited. So let's make that happen this summer. What do you say? Um, all right, we got another one. Nick, Nick Morris. Thank you so much for New Zealand. Maybe yeah. I wonder if they say razor blades in New Zealand the same way. That's probably. Where, that's where I want to go is New Zealand. Yeah, absolutely. We're watching New Zealand too. Wow. Th- thank you so much. It's great to see. I have to get out there. I got to go to uh, the Philippines. It's pretty close, right? New Zealand, the Philippines. It's, it's you know, sure. West of here. <laughs> it's probably you got to go there. You know, uh, you know, you got to go. There. It's a circle, so it's everything. It's interesting right. they have a. It's West. interesting they have a New Zealand basketball team in the Australian Basketball League. Yes. Yeah, the New Zealand uh, Breakers, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think yeah. There's a lot. Basketball is huge there. Basketball is huge in Australia. It's huge in New Zealand, and uh, and then they're not teaching shooting properly in Australia. I believe they're doing it better in New Zealand. Believe it or not. Oh, there we go. Quentin Richardson with all the sons. That oh, was the guy. that's good. All right, we'll give we'll give Jade. Thanks, Jade Race. Is that yes. Silver Surfer, Jade Race? That's a dope profile pic. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's a pretty mean silver surfer, though. Um, okay. Please do not go to Manila. It is not safe. Jason uh, Richardson. Oh, no, it's not safe. I heard Manila would probably be safe. It's the big city, right? All right. Anyway, great. Um, awesome show. Great to see you, Chris, as always. Great to have Ben here. Uh, do, you want, do you want to tell everybody where, like, do you want to follow you on Twitter? Sure. I actually uh, wrote a book. I originally met oh. Nick because I wrote a book about coaching basketball professionally overseas in southern africa so if you're interested in that it's called zen and the art of coaching basketball zen and the art mm. of coaching basketball yeah and it's about a different way of coaching the phil jackson meditation coach nick positive coaching way so uh, if you're into basketball you want a hell of a basketball story it's called zen and the art of coaching basketball my name is ben guest g-u-e-s-t definitely have to get it it, it was it's riveting and it, it's the story it's not even just like the coaching methods that work too it's the story of these kids that he's coaching excuse me men yeah kids but kids, we, so, so we took a team that had just graduated from high school and we created a professional team in the professional league we went 500 in the regular season barely made the playoffs and then don't ruin it don't ruin it you gotta buy the book <laughs> yeah all right uh chris anything you want to shout out no but i just followed you on twitter all right, nice. Okay. Combo, what about you? <laughs> Combo's Court Podcast. Wherever All right. The podcast. All right. He's, he's, he's so tired we can't barely hear him. Combo's now. a soldier because it's, what, 12 yeah, it's or 7 well, in New York. Same right for now. Chris. He's in Florida. So. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys, everybody, for being here. It was wonderful to have you. Thank you so much for the Super Chatters. I wish I could maybe name everybody, but it's, like, too hard. It's too many. 
but we'll be back here again. Oh, you know what? We're not going to be back here on Saturday because I'm out of town. I'm going to a, uh, an event. I can't do it. But uh, if there's a game seven on Monday, right, Combo, we'll be back. And then you game will. seven or game one. Yeah, or game one Tuesday. Oh, is it Wednesday. Tuesday? Oh, it's Wednesday. It Wednesday, June 1st. Wednesday. Wednesday. Right, it's Wednesday. So we'll be back for the finals for sure. Don't miss that. And uh, again, don't forget about razor blades. And uh, it's not razor blades. It's it's uh, razor. <laughs> razor blades. All right, guys. Thanks so much. And don't forget, at B-Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel. We're a conversation. You in? Are you in, guys? 